Hi, and welcome back to another week of Book Talk. Today, we're going to discuss the book by Albert Camus titled The Stranger. I've been talking about this book for the past few weeks, so I'm not going to have a very long introduction, and I'm actually just going to hop right into this podcast. The focus is going to be once again on figurative language, and we'll have two main discussion points this time. If you're new and you're just coming to this podcast, if you go back a few more and you find the very first one about The Stranger, there will be a summary there, and they kind of go in chronological order of breaking down this book. Anyways, like I said, we're going to have two main discussion points. We're going to hop right into that first one. So the first one's going to center around identifying and explaining the function of a metaphor and personification. So before I give some examples of metaphors within this piece, I'm going to explain to you just exactly what a metaphor is and give some super simple examples from books other than our favorite, The Stranger. Alrighty, so metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. So for example, in To Kill a Mockingbird, one main metaphor is when Scott says, I felt the starched walls of a pink cotton sorry, penitentiary closing in on me, and for the second time in my life, I thought of running away. In this, she is using the compa- this comparison in order to express the constraints of the stiff lady-like outfit she is expected to wear. Get how this works? Okay. So I'm just going to, now that we know what a metaphor is, we've had an example. I'm going to describe just a few of the most important metaphors in The Stranger. So first off, the sun is a metaphor for human emotions and M's discomfort with that. Multiple times throughout the piece, the sun is described as beating down with an uncomfortable intensity. Constantly, M is having to escape the heat of the sun and is unable to bear its pressure and deal with the effect it has on him. At one point, he's laying on the beach and he's enjoying the sun. However, once it becomes too much, he cannot process it, he cannot deal with it, and he ultimately ends up shooting the Arab at this time. This is the same way he is with feelings. He's completely unable to process and display true emotions. Emotions, even in situations where it should appear obvious to do so. Like I said, one specific example is when the sun is being unbe- is beating unbearably down on him, and this is right before M shoots the Arab. In this moments before M commits this crime, the sun is beating down on him, the heat is intolerable, and it's described as a quote-unquote knife in his back. The sun cuts across his vi- vision, blinding him, and when questioned in court about the situation, M says, the sun was in my eyes. He says that the sun made him do it. With his sheer uncomfortableness in this entire sequence of events, we are aware of just how much M is unable to process some process feelings, just how uncomfortable he is with having feelings. He feels attacked and compressed and forced into doing things that he would never have done before. For this reason, the sun is a metaphor for the feelings he's constantly not experiencing or unable to experience in the way that most people would. When they are present, he is uncomfortable and does not know how to act. Furthermore, the sun is used as a method in order to convey the discomfort that M feels during situations of high stress and emotion. Earlier in the novel, he also states that all of it, the sun, the smell of leather and horse dung from the horse, the smell of varnish, was making it hard for me to see or think straight. Okay, so the next metaphor we're going to talk about is Salamano's dog. This dog is a metaphor for M and his relationship with his mother. Salamano abused his dog while he had him. He would constantly berate the creature with a series of insults and call him things such as stinking and filthy. And it was also said that Salamano would kick his dog. Sorry, I totally just lost my place. Um, he would kick his dog, the dog would cry, and then Salamano would yell at the dog for crying. Now, M did not physically abuse his mother at all. Um... However, he did abandon her. He moved her out of his house, and he didn't visit her in her home. He was unaware of the things that were going on in in her life, and he was didn't show any remorse when he went 
to her funeral. However, both Salamano and M actually do miss their companion once they were out of their life. Salamano goes to M for comfort, and M never outwardly expresses that he misses his mother. However, we do see this in one instance in the book where M is humanly decent and consoles Salamano, and it becomes clear that this relationship between Salamano and his dog represents how M's feel. M feels. M also says that his house was getting too big without his mother. He moves everything into one room. So clearly, unintentionally, M is letting us know that he misses his mother and her presence, even if he himself is not even aware of it. Also, this allows for comments to be made that although it may appear that one knows how others are feeling, they don't actually. It appears that M and Salmo Salamano do not care for the others in their life because of the way they are treating each other, but they both have subtle actions that they take once those people or things are out of their life that lead us to believe otherwise. And one more device I'm actually going to add in this section, or that I said I was going to add, is personification. So personification is defined as the attribution of a personal nature, human characteristic to something non-humane, or the representation of an abstract quality in human form. Because this uh, and I'm just going to give a really quick example of this. So in The Stranger, the outside environment is given several human traits throughout the whole book. This is used especially right before M kills the Arab in order to build suspense and convey the violent feelings and tones that is in this section of the novel. The sea is said to be, quote unquote, carried up in a thick, fiery breath. And that the sun is also described with certain human qualities. So... This is, as I said, used to build those feelings and the tone of this section of the novel and to create that entire feeling of chaos that is all in this chunk of the book. And now that I've covered what the certain metaphors and personification, we're going to move right into the second section. And here I'm going to identify and explain the functions of illusions, specifically in this book. Okay, so you know the drill by now. Definition, then example. So the definition of an illusion is that it is an expression designed to call something to mind without mentioning it explicitly, or also it's an indirect or passing reference. And here are some examples of the main illusions in The Stranger. The first is an allusion to the absurdity of man. This is discussed throughout the novel and is given, and this is discussed through several different social situations. Emotions are displayed as pointless on countless occasions. One of these is through when M is going through his quote-unquote grieving process where he actually does not grieve at all for his mother. He talks to Marie and says that his feelings towards her, he doesn't have any. He says that they're useless. He, when he's talking to her and he says that his mother has died the day before, she is shocked by this, saying, thinking that he should be reacting in a different way, but he reassures her and she drops the subject almost immediately. Once again, this going with this display that emotions are pointless. In addition, um, the absurdity of man is shown through another social situation where M is at his neighbor's house. This is where he is witnessing Raymond beating a woman and does nothing to intervene. Through these situations and several more, the absurdity of forming into society is shown. These men do not believe, or M in particular, does not believe that he should act in the way society expects him to and this is displayed through most of his actions throughout the book and especially in these two examples major 
Another major illusion is the uselessness of human life. Human life has no true meaning, and this conclusion is reached at the end of M's life when he has simply accepted his fate. He is sitting in his jail cell, and he is realizing that his death is to come, and he is not worried about this, he's not concerned about this, and he actually accepted his fate. He says that he has come to the conclusion that he has no meaning and that his death will have no meaning. He also says earlier in the book, actually in the very first couple chapters, that his mother's death does not really mean anything at all. After the entire process of the funeral and the funeral march and the grieving process or lack thereof, he is looking out of his window and he says directly that he came to the conclusion that her death does not mean anything. Coming along these lines, another major illusion is that grief is not a useful thing. Grief, grief has no real purpose. And this is, this idea is displayed as M does not really express any grief throughout this entire piece. His mother dies, and he should be shocked by this. He should have some sort of grief, and he does not display this. When he is right in the presence of a man who is experiencing extreme grief and sadness, his mother's lover, he does not feel anything for this person. He should feel grief when he goes to jail or when he shoots a man and yet he does not feel any of this and finally one major one last major illusion is that religion is unnecessary and foolish camus himself himself was an atheist and strongly rejected everything about the faith he hated people conforming to social norms and one of these social norms being religion he thought that it was absurd which all of these kind of tied together the absurdity of man, the uselessness of human life, lack of grief, and religion, all of these tie together in a way of rejecting social norms and that social norms should not be accepted. Each person should live for themselves and they should not care about the people around them or care about pleasing the people around him. We can see this through all the examples I just uh, provided and especially for religion. Um, the strongest example of this is when M is actually in jail and the chaplain comes and tries to get him to convert to Christianity just one last time before he dies and M completely flips out. He throws things at the chaplain and he shows the greatest burst of emotion that he does throughout the entire piece as he so passionately rejects the faith. Okay, everybody, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening once again, and go ahead and pop back in next week. Peace.